Hello all, welcome to the Lunar Sea Spire Cartoon Fan Podcast. This is episode 349, and today we'll be talking about Sneeze Guard from Summer Camp Island. I'm GC13. And I'm David. So, when we, uh, when we selected germs for our Invader Zim episode last week, I thought that we were done with Summer Camp Island for a little while, but fate has intervened and put it back on the agenda at uh, just a time when we have Sneeze Guard coming up to watch. As is typical Lunar Ceasefire fashion, we are fashionably late to having COVID topical episodes, so more sickness is ensuing. Sneeze Guard was an excellent Summer Camp Island episode. I'm glad we're covering it now. And some parts of the world are still experiencing horrific disease, so at, at rates worse than the U.S. So for international listeners out there, I'm sorry. <laughs> this is where we are. So let's talk about retconning more. Our favorite topic in Summer Camp Island. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, th- there, there we go. A topic I'm far more comfortable with. <laughs> yeah, this uh, the the whole scene with the 1972. You have the cabin still there you have a bunch of people who sure sound like kids evacuating the island in boats what are we to think but that the island has been a summer camp for a long time or at minimum since 72 they have a mess hall they got a baseball field they got campgrounds what does that mean i i, I tried going back to the i didn't have enough time to rewatch Susie's arc again so i tried going to the summer camp island wiki turns out it's in a very sad state and someone Maybe me needs to go and like write episode descriptions and plot synopses still because they don't exist. So I, I don't know. But didn't Susie's arc pretty much show us that the campground did not occur until like the instant, <laughs> the instant that like the campers first showed up, the current round of campers we have? Well, I don't know if it showed us all of the buildings being built, but I do know that the cabins long predate the summer camp. Hmm. For no adequately explained reason. Although I will note that the prophecy came from an alien, and the alien king was paid for the creation of the cabins. So as far as we know, the prophecy is actually just to get that saltwater toffee for the alien king. Right, somehow those cabins got built earlier, so that's fair. And it did sound maybe like kids evacuating the island, but maybe that's just a little bit of obfuscation going on. and. You know, there were people on the island. They could sound like children. They mostly sound like children anyway. So, perhaps. Perhaps it all fits in the lore. As far as, though, us following germs from Invader Zim with Sneeze Guard from Summer Camp Island, it's actually very interesting because in germs, it's about germs, but no one gets sick. And in Sneeze Guard, it's about someone who's sick, but, you know, since it's magical, there probably aren't any germs. Yeah, it's like a magical disease, although the disease in 72 was apparently just strep throat. Yeah, magical strep throat. Magical strep throat. Uh, yeah, I, it was an interesting uh, pathology to this disease because it affected magical creatures for sure. But then I thought, wait, the campers are also magical creatures. But I didn't think I saw a single camper got sick. Well, we do know they were worried about Oscar and Hedgehog, so. Right, they did cast a protection spell. So I'm surprised that the campers, they didn't show them as sick ever. So who knows? A little more of that retcon smell. Maybe it's a lot harder for the sickness to hit the campers, but it it was a possibility that it would get Oscar and Hedgehog. So since they were right there by Alice, you know, maybe they were a bigger concern. 
I guess so, because that disease was powerful uh, to every object that touched it. I mean, the island was wh- wherever the sickness was introduced from, which I'm sure we're not supposed to consider, but uh, this is awful. A sickness that comes back twice as bad, and you- which you form no immunity to, uh, and which immediately makes the island completely desolate, mushy, sad, awful. I don't know. Yeah, that's that one's pretty rough, although the... I did like the tissues because I am reminded of, I had a streamer who I liked to watch his his YouTube videos, and for a while it was a tradition to write dad jokes to him when you were donating to him on stream. And so we have the most epic dad joke ever that was placed on that stream. How do you make a tissue dance? You put a little boogie in it. Oh! And here we have these cute little boogieing tissues. Oh my god! No, yeah, that's it. Oh my god, that that the best the best dad joke in the history of the world. That is subtle. I have a I have a pretty good uh, Star Wars dad joke. If you want to hear, <laughs> sure. Now we're now entering the comedy hour uh, portion of the podcast. So why did Han install tauntauns on all the faucets in Echo Base? I can't wait to hear the answer that I probably won't understand. What? He wanted the water to keep Luke warm. <laughs> well, that was pretty good. Yep. I I did understand that one. I didn't understand the setup, but he did need to keep Luke warm. Uh, I can't yeah. believe how subtle that joke was in Summer Camp Island, and I feel like I'm missing out on a bunch of visual puns that have just passed by me like boogieing tissues yeah like I, that that had to have been intentional there's there's no way they did that on accident i that's going in the trivia section of this episode on summer camp island wiki when i go to update the synopsis very good job all right man you're gonna you're gonna get so many wiki editing points <laughs> the summer camp island wiki is so sad um it needs it need some love I mean, look, misshapen peanuts are valid, too. And, you know, maybe the wiki is just... (laughs) There's just more of it to love. But actually, there's not enough of it to love. So, I don't think it's me who's misshapen. That misshapen peanut had a bit of an attitude. Y'all are misshapen. (laughs) Yeah, I loved the... See, that's the the humor I understand in Summer Camp Island. (laughs) It's just a peanut that's mad about being called misshapen. I understand that, and I loved it. It's very, it's very on the nose humor, and there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, Oscar is an elephant, so. Mm-hmm. So they, I, I liked the tree pretending to be upset about the tree two they gave him. Yes, tattoos on trees are apparently tree twos, and apparently the idea for the tattoo is not hedgehogs. <laughs> Oscar just isn't allowed to use a knife, so he, you know, shows <laughs> his sketch from his dream. To Hedgehog, which includes spelling BFFs with an apostrophe. Yeah, I, I'm with Hedgehog. I, I disagree on the inclusion of the apostrophe, but I guess it's how Oscar dreamed it. <laughs> Can't argue with the dream. You cannot. It's like arguing with your croak dream, which hopefully next week we'll learn more about. Oof, don't even get me. I'm not ready. I'm, you know, there's a lot of times I said I'm emotionally not ready for an 11 minute episode of animation, but. I'm not ready for this 44-minute one uh, coming up for yeah, Adventure say, Time. Adventure Time Distant Lands are 44 minutes, so... Right, I mean, if I was ever before not ready for 11 minutes, 
I'm not ready for this 44 minutes. I'm assuming it's going to be devastating, so hooray. I don't know, man. Finn and Jake reuniting, there's no way that can't be a fun romp. Yeah, it'll be a fun romp for the first 38 minutes. I do think that the Croak Dream's gonna come up. Hopefully it's Jake coming back from the dead, not having, you know, not him dying during the episode. I- <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't think there will be death. Death might make an appearance. He's cool, though. Death death might come in. There were some, uh, swinging this right back into Sneeze Guard, some uh, fever dreams in this episode that were just kind of weird, strange inclusion. Lots of, like, weird little strange things. Yeah, I, I was I was half expecting Susie to, like, exposit, oh, the fever dreams, like, can literally give you a fever. But no, they're just weird dreams that terrify Lucy like everything else does. <laughs> I mean, dancing walruses, that's a little, well, I guess it, I guess it is kind of cute as far as fever dreams go. I'll, I'll give her, I'll give, I'll give Alice that. I guess so. I really enjoyed the, it's not even, I mean, I guess it's kind of meta humor. We just finally have called out in this episode that yes, Susie's eyebrows deserve a museum. (laughs) We were all thinking it. Thank God Oscar brought it to light. That was a beautiful, beautiful episode end joke with uh, the whole, oh, you know, I've made some calls and there's a lot of interest in an eyebrow museum for Susie. <laughs> and then just, no, I, there's there's no way I could actually do that. I don't care, nor do I have the ability to do that. That's It's the perfect Oscar joke because he shows himself as just almost like a little self-aware, like kind of maturely humorous, but then also self-deprecating. <laughs> I don't have the attention span for that. So, so lovely. Yes, and I love that, you know, he calls out, yeah, it just makes Susie so easy to read. You know, (laughs) you can tell she only has like three or four expressions, one of which is gassy. Sure. Yes, at the time that this episode came out, I'm like, what are you talking about, Susie being gassy? I mean, there was the that one episode that we haven't got to yet where she she lets one rip when she thinks she's alone. But, (laughs) you know, other than that, and then, like, no, it becomes a whole thing in season three. Thank you, Jim Jams. <laughs> Apparently, Jim Jams needs his eyebrows to let us know when he's gassy, too. Oh, man. But that's one of her three expressions. <laughs> yeah, core core identity trait. <sighs> She's a sleep farter. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I thought this episode was lovely and, and funny. The resolution was pretty weak, which... Almost is kind of like a summer camp island tradition in itself. It's just so simple. They just roll into a tree, see their tree too, and say, yeah. oh yeah, we are friends. And there's like nothing to it, which is kind of the point. It's, you know. Yeah, it's like they were fighting for nothing. So all they have to do is be made to realize that we're fighting over something dumb, which is, you know, one of those universal experiences, I think, where you and your friend realize, Wait a minute, why are we no longer on speaking terms over something so dumb? Why? Yeah, they just don't hold it out at all. Like, the point of of Sneezeguard is purely the journey of wacky sickness, you know, effects on the trees and and grass and flagpoles and volleyball. Or, uh... And seesaws. Yeah, and seesaws. Tetherball. Tetherball is what I was thinking. You were thinking of tetherballs, yeah. And... You know, so it's not really a focus of, like, actually growing this friendship concept at all. 
Like, this is not a character development episode, or, like, we get no insight. Like, there are other friendship episodes. This one makes it look like it's going to be about that, but those really come later with more Ramona-centric things. So, it's... Yeah, it's, that's where the friendship is centered, and oh boy, that friendship hits hard. Yeah. Well, and Oscar and Hedgehog's friendship is explored in more intense ways. Like, they are arguing here, but they've had other arguments that are more significant. In- including in your like lesser favorite monk sandwich episode but like we we do <laughs> see how oscar pushes the limits of hedgehog sometimes but the thing is they they're completely like under a spell in this one so yeah the loyal assistant spell is really driving their negativity toward each other but i guess you know their friendship can break through even a a, a powerful spell so yeah, I, I do like how the witches just drop the loyal assistant spell on them without asking consent. They're like, <laughs> no, we're just we're just gonna do this now. We're gonna mind control you, and that's fine because we're the witches. Yeah, I love the reminder that like just because Betsy is like rude and cruel, I'm saying Betsy. I know I'm saying the wrong name. Why am I why is my brain breaking? Susie. Susie's yeah. rude and cruel. Susie. It's cause of the Z is just Killing my brain. We record too late on Sunday nights, I'm telling you. Sleepy is one of her expressions. <laughs> no, but, uh, like, I always think, oh yeah, Susie's mean. But really, all the witches are callous, <laughs> to some extent, to the campers. And, you know, that's okay. Like, Betsy shows her soft side with, um, you know, Hedgehog because of the whole werewolf thing. But, you know, don't ever doubt that the witches will just use you for their needs <laughs> if they have needs. This episode really does show how terrifying it must be to live with the witches because, you know, the whole island goes, you know, crazy because one of the witches gets sick. And does anyone else have any power to do anything about this? No, they just have to hide and wait for the witches to take care of the problem. Which, since they have poor personal skills, they have to do by mind-controlling two of the campers. (laughs) Well, when you put it like that, um, yeah... I guess that's something that they don't include on the brochure, you know. Yeah, and you wonder why the monsters are terrified of witches. <laughs> I, I did like how Susie is, I, I, I think she's pretending when she says, oh no, I was just going to throw them off the cliff. You know, she, she refuses to admit that she wanted to remind them about their friendship. It's like, no, no, I have to pretend that I'm cool and pretend I was just going to chuck them off the cliff. Although maybe she did want to throw them off the cliff. But not for mean reasons. Right, for very magically important and rational reasons. We have to protect them, that's why. Yes, yes. I feel like this is a thing Susie's done. <laughs> like, justify, like, have weak excuses for how she was about to, you know, murder people. But it's okay. I still love her. <laughs> because at the end of the day, she has great eyebrows. Yes, they do belong in a museum. Anyway, guys, that's been us on Sneeze Guard. Make sure to come back next week. We should be talking about another episode of Adventure Time Distant Lands, this one with Finn and Jake reuniting. Until then, though, I'm JC13. And I'm David. Don't forget to leave us a review anywhere you listen to podcasts. Later, everybody. Our opening and closing music is by Mark Soto. For more cartoon-related content, please visit LunarCeasefire.com.